You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I'm doing awesome. Funny that you're doing what I do all the time, which is uh, you're driving back from Orange Beach. Man, I do I that am, a lot. I'm driving back from Orange Beach, and I'm about to go through the world's biggest racket where they have a toll to get into Orange Beach and a toll to get out of Orange Beach. That's BS. You should have a toll one way or the other. That's it. That's all you got. Um, but whatever. I'm going to do it. Uh, Jimmy, really quickly, a couple of things. First of all, you know, we're in an age where everybody thinks we need to know everything, that we should know everything all the time. And mm-hmm. it, what you and I just went through uh, before this podcast, it reminded me of a, something that uh, about 20 years ago, um, I had a bookie and I would, this is before we could, you know, do all your betting online or whatever through betonline.ag, but I had a bookie and I had to call him to get flooded my bets. And I called him. I'm ready to put my bets in for the day. And he said, let me call you back. I'm taking a shit. And I thought to myself, (laughs) self, just say, let me call you back. I don't need to know the other part. I don't need to know it. Because now all I can think about is, did you wash your hands before you called me back? And can I get coronavirus through the phone, even though it hadn't been invented by the Chinese yet? No offense. I know it wasn't invented by the Chinese. I'm teasing. (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, I was anxious to get on, on the phone and do today's podcast because I'm full of Alabama today. I was also full of, of breakfast at the same time, so, so we had to uh, take care of that. That was taken care of. The second thing, um, I put a tweet out yesterday in honor of our podcast about, hey, look, quit blaming Bama for ruining college football. I hear that all the time from the Danny Cannells and the uh, Rick Neuheisel's and the whoever in Alabama or Ohio State or, or Clemson. Um, and, you know, start blaming some of these teams that are losing games they shouldn't lose. For instance, uh, Washington losing to Montana. Now, let me say this about that, that I know Alabama lost to La Monroe. I know they did. And, I'm, and you know what? Nick Saban hadn't lost to an unranked opponent since. If Washington goes on that kind of run, I'll stand up and applaud him and say, you learned your lesson. Um, but the problem is Washington hadn't been worth the shit in other games too. So uh, mm-hmm. the, what's ruining college football is the fact that we have Montana's beating Washington's and we have Cal's losing to Nevada's and we have uh, Georgia Tech's losing to Northern Illinois all on the same weekend. That's, that's the problem because now we look at um, the Pac-12 and we're like, there's nobody in there. I mean, UCLA, okay, congrats on beating LSU. And I'm happy they did because I do – I think it's, college football is better when UCLA and USC are involved. I like that. But, you know, we also know as SEC fans that LSU is a walking uh, gumbo of a mess. It's, it's just a mess. Because they've got so many problems, and there were LSU fans were everywhere at Orange Beach because of the displacement, because it's Labor Day, and they were all like, Ed Orgeron sucks ass. Why didn't we see this? And I'm like, yeah, the world saw it, except y'all. But uh, that's okay, 
and I understand it. And I like his being involved with college football too, because he's colorful and I like personality, but you know, you guys got to get your head together. My point is that when you see something like Miami getting hammered every time they play a good team, it's not, that's not good. We, we need them to be more competitive. That's what hurts college football is the lack of competitiveness from everybody else. Because, see, we're not going to give a shit about Montana the rest of the year. No offense to the Grizzly fans out there. No offense. But nobody else worries about y'all except y'all for the rest of the year. And, see, next week we've got to watch Washington travel to Michigan because that game was chosen by ABC early in the summer because they assumed both teams would be undefeated, and that would be kind of a fun game. It's not fun anymore because Montana went in there and beat them because Washington is not uh, being led very well. Washington is not being run very well. And that's not Alabama's fault. All good points. I would even point even even worse, Luke, all these uh, programs that are losing like that. I mean, how much money, I mean, just to pick on Washington while we're at it, uh, I mean, how much money – does Washington spend annually on their football program? Probably 60 million, 70 million a year. I mean, all the others, what, we can't keep up with Alabama. Well, you're spending 60, 70 million a year on your football team and your football program. How in the world are you non-competitive when you're spending that much money? Where is that going? You know? Exactly. So I, I think that's an issue. I also think scheduling, I mean, I, I think some, I mean, I know these aren't teams that, sh, that compete with Alabama, but like um, Vanderbilt, and I've never, ever, ever understood their scheduling, never. Vanderbilt plays a non-conference game this weekend after losing to East Tennessee. They're going to Colorado State. Why? I mean, that's a loss. It was a loss even if Vandy was better than they are. If we put the best Vandy, Vandy team of all time out there, they'll probably lose at Colorado State anyway. Didn't Colorado, uh, State, get, didn't Colorado State also get pimp slapped? I mean, this may I be the – I they did lose to somebody bad. I think they did, did lose to somebody bad. But why is Vandy playing any FBS team, any FBS team on the road uh, – I mean, I get if they're going to – I mean, go play if – you, if you're going to play a, a, a big – if you're going to play a game on the road, not in conference, Vandy, then go play Texas or, or USC and take your beating and at least go, hey, that was a high-profile game. We were on a good network there. But don't, don't go play on the road against – to me, that's just lose-lose. Even if Vandy somehow, some way, finds a way to win the game, I mean, is, is, do, you, do you throw a parade because you beat Colorado State? I mean, to me, that's just – I don't understand Luke Mississippi State playing North Carolina State, to be honest. Now, when they scheduled it, maybe they didn't know NC State was going to be this good. But, I mean, hey, I'm an SEC guy, and I'm an anti-ACC guy, and I'll just say this outright. I don't know that Mississippi State is good enough to beat NC State. They're not. I mean, NC State just might be better than Mississippi State, or at least this year they are. And, no, uh, I'm, pro, I'm pro Mississippi yeah, State scheduling NC State. I'm anti Mississippi State scheduling La Tech. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, but but look, Jimmy, um, let's go ahead and take a break. Let me tell everybody about RockAuto.com. RockAuto. Wait a minute, I didn't do the jingle right. 
all the parts your car will ever need, Rock Auto. That's the jingle. You know it. I knew it. I knew I didn't do it right. That's how I know I knew it. But go to rockauto.com. They got the best parts, the best service, the best website, the best prices. That's the key. If you need a part for that Dodge Charger, you're about to get the new Alabama recruit. Well, go to rockauto.com. They will hook you up. If you need a part, I think even for that scooter, you're going to get for the next Cam Newton. Okay. Go to rockauto.com. They can help you with everything over at rockauto.com. Website, easy to navigate. Prices are unbeatable. Literally unbeatable. Unbeatable at rockauto.com. You will love this place. Be sure to put in, you heard about them from the Locked On Bama podcast. rockauto.com. Also, betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. I talked about a bookie earlier. See, you don't want to call your bookie and have him tell you nasty stuff. So deal with betonline.ag and you ain't got to call his ass. So you just call, go to betonline.ag, put your bet in, and you're done with it. And you can bet on whatever you want to. You can bet on college football. You can bet on college football futures, Heisman futures. You can bet on pro football. You can bet on pro football futures. You can bet on Major League Baseball, NBA futures, reality TV. If you know which of the skanks from the latest housewives will be the skankiest of the skanky, then, you know, go put the put your best bet on that. I'm sure it's up there somewhere. Somebody's got to be like a plus 350 skank. I don't, I don't know. At betonline.ag. Go check them out. Use promo code locked on and you're going to get a big bonus. Promo code locked on at betonline.ag. I promise you, you're going to love this website. If you're a gambler, and I know you are, I bet you are. How about that? Then you will love betonline.ag. Go give them a whirl. We'll use promo code locked on. Okay, Jimmy, let's go back to Alabama, Miami just for a minute here. And then I want to talk about the SEC in an overview before we get into Mercer Hate Week. Um, first of all, Jamison Williams reached 23 miles an hour on his run on that 94 yard touchdown, which is amazing. Amazing. Um, literally some, speeding, literally speeding in some zones. He could not, he can't run in a school zone. That's incredible. <laughs> um, but, uh, and, and you know what people aren't talking about enough? I mean, we are talking about Jameson Williams speed enough. That's, that's plenty. That's getting plenty of play. We're not talking about the perfect product placement. Shout out to uh, unofficial UA coaches who, by the way, I love having those guys back. Follow them on Twitter. Unofficial UA coaches, they do a great game breakdown, and it's hilarious every time on YouTube. But um, they talked about perfect product placement from Bryce Young to Jameson Williams. Hit him dead in stride. Let me tell you how hard it is to hit somebody that fast in stride. It's hard. It is hard. It is hard. And if you think about it, uh, you know, part of, part of the difficulty of playing quarterback, not just at Alabama, but anywhere at a high level, is all the receivers are different. Uh, they're different sized. I mean, Latu is really big. Flay Bolden sort of small. JoJo Earl is small. You know, uh, Treshawn Holden has a big catch radius, so does a Jai Hall, uh, but other guys are smaller. And then you've got the difference between, you know, Jamison Williams, who runs 23 miles an hour, and Slade Bolden, who probably runs about 16 miles an hour. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you have to lead both differently and, and guess where, where the other guy – I mean, they're going to be in different places, at, you know, running the same route at the same time. So that all makes playing a quarterback very difficult. Uh, because all of your guys are different and they have different skills and different different subsets of skills and uh, and you have to take that into account lightning fast when you're uh, loading up and throwing the ball. 
another thing I noticed watching a lot of the highlights, I haven't been able to rewatch the game yet because I haven't been down to Orange Beach, but um, on the second touchdown, the one to Latu, um, uh, you know what? He made a great pass, and it was a great decision. It was a touchdown, and it all worked out. And I'm great that Cameron Latu is getting his just uh, desserts here. But Major Tennyson or Miller Forrestall – by the way, I'm not sure if it's Major Tennyson or Miller Forrestall is still on the team. I think they're the same person. Are they not? <laughs> uh, different people. I, I keep okay. up with recruiting, so I keep up with recruiting a lot. So I know the different people. <laughs> But I think it was Major Tennyson on the other side who was wide open, I mean, uncovered. And so I wonder if that's something we'll think about next time. I mean, literally uncovered. Now, it worked out, and it was a touchdown, and uh, Latu was pretty open in his own right. But I just I just noticed that. I don't know if anybody else has talked about that at all. That's uh, the second time I've heard that, uh, but I, have, I did not uh, rewind and watch that play yet uh, specifically over again. But, hey, it worked out, and – Sometimes there's a progression, and uh, if Latu is read number one and he's open enough, then do it. It's faster. But I get it that sometimes, you know, vision is important. I'll tell you he's got good vision on that subject. Um, but Trey Sanders, to me, I mean, I, I think vision is overused sometimes when people discuss running backs. But, man, it's, it's one of the first things that pops out with me. Trey seems to see the field and know where defenders are naturally or even unnaturally because that's not a uh, skill set that most humans have but Trey Trey just sees the field well he always seems to know how to run away from traffic and he's kind of reminds me of Sean Alexander in one sense I always felt Sean was like that it's like Sean was playing chess out there he, he was never going to wow anybody with his physical skill but he always seems to like know the quickest route to daylight and he would take that every time and uh, Trey just seems that way and I still don't believe that Trey has reached 100% in terms of getting all of his quickness and speed back I think this is Trey Sanders operating at 80 to 90% of quickness and speed and uh, by the end of the season when he's back back to 100% uh, he's going to be something I agree with that. I, I might be the only Alabama fan that thinks this, and this is because I'm kind of naturally negative because I I don't allow myself to get too excited about anything because I'm so scared of the fall. I mean, that's so sissy of me. Almost a sissy blue shirt of me. Uh, shout out to Ed Orgeron. For, um, for sale. But, for sale now at UCLA merch, merchandise sites everywhere. It really is, by the way, and I love it. It is. It um, really is. But Trey Sanders, I thought he looked a little – slow and tentative at times. Now, people are like, what are you crazy? He scored a touchdown. He busted through the hole. I, I, I get the feeling without knowing Trey Sanders personally, he's faster than that. And Yeah, exactly. I feel, I, I feel the exact same way. But I don't think it's a it, – it's no reason not to play him. He can be really yeah, effective. He, he can be really effective at the speed and quickness because he's got these other skills, and we're using him as part of a committee. He's not the go-to 25-carry-a-game guy. Uh, I think we're just sort of playing Trey Sanders back to 100%. And uh, I, I just, I've seen Trey play at 100%. I've seen his high school tape, I, I, but I've also seen him play in practice before the accident. And uh, he, he's a faster, quicker guy than what he showed on Saturday. I agree. But, I mean, I'm just saying Trey at maximum physical capacity probably runs a 4 4 9. 
and, and, and right now I think he's running a 4.69. But th- th- there, are, there are effective running backs all over the nation that run 4.69s. So that's fine. Jimmy, are you still there? Yeah, I'm there. I was waiting for you to talk. Okay. Okay, sorry. All right, hang on. I'll cut this out. Hang on. I'll pause. All right, Jimmy, let's take another break. When we come back, I want to take a march around the SEC. Okay, so, Jimmy, uh, we talked about UCLA, LSU for just a minute. Um, Man, I'm going to tell you, if – I did talk to some LSU fans down here and also overheard some down here, which I I learned more from overhearing than I did talking to. Um, One set of LSU fans was like, you know, I'm I'm more worried about Ole Miss than Alabama because Ole Miss will just score as much as they want on us. And I'm like, did you, did you watch us? I mean, y'all, y'all hate us so much that you can't even give us credit when y'all are terrible and we just, we were far and away the best team on TV this past week. I mean, but whatever. Um, I'm shocked at the terrible play by Derek Stingley Jr. I mean, he just looked awful. Mm-hmm. Just looked terrible. Um, I'm also shocked at how badly the tight ends whipped LSU's ass uh, because our, our tight ends, and if we get Billingsley back at, at, and his head's on straight, yeesh. Um, but I don't really want to spend a ton of time talking about that. We'll have a whole LSU pod at some point because um, we play them. But uh, let's talk about Georgia Clemson for a second. You know, I, that was uh, that was game of the century part two to me. I mean, I thought it was uh, it was kind of fun to watch. I thought the crowd was great. Um, I thought that, uh, th- yeah, the, the quarterback play left a lot to be desired. I also want to give credit to the defenses. I'm going to give a shout out to Georgia here. Seven sacks from DJ Uyunglele, considering how he played last year when we saw him and considering how ballyhooed he was as a recruit. Eh, that's no easy feat. And Clemson was returning four starters on the offensive line, but they just couldn't hang. And I think this is the kind of game you'd never say never, but, boy, it's going to be hard for Clemson um, to just put a resume up there and say, we deserve to be in this playoff, y'all. You know, I think what really hurt Clemson beyond not scoring a touchdown against Georgia, I mean, that's going to ring in their ears when it comes selection time. Let's assume Clemson runs the table in the ACC, and I don't assume that, by the way, uh, like others are. I, I, I agree that it's likely, and if we had to bet on or against, I would say on. I would bet that they would, but I'm not going to bet a lot because uh, I'm, I'm not convinced they'll run the table. But if they do, their problem is, I mean, what win, what win do they have – that's going to earn this respect back. I mean, I, I think there will be doubts now about Clemson all year, and they are going to have some luck. They're going to have to sweep the ACC, win the ACC title, and also get help from other conferences, maybe having two loss champions, uh, I think, for Clemson to make the playoff. Georgia, on the other hand, uh, has a lot of goodwill, and I think people are making too much of, of how low scoring that game was. I, while I don't think it was a carbon copy of the 2011 Alabama-LSU game, I think it was a 2021 version of that. I think there was a ton of talent on that field. I think Georgia's defense is super elite, not just, hey, this is one of the best defenses in the country. No, I'm, Georgia might be the best defense in college football. They got dudes everywhere. I still question the secondary a little bit, but, I mean, who's going to test that secondary? You got to – 
you have to defeat their front seven to even test it. But I think Georgia probably has as good a defense as anybody will see this year in college football. Their entire front seven are going to be high draft picks, every single one of them. Um, and, and they were they were coached well and played hard. Uh, Dan Lanning's a good coach. So I think Georgia's just super elite on defense, and their offense isn't great yet. I don't know if it ever will be. But, uh, you know, it's too early to say this emphatically, but I think the possibility exists that the SEC championship could be a 12-0 Alabama versus a 12-0 Georgia uh, with both teams sort of uh, guaranteed spots in the playoffs regardless of outcome. I agree with that totally. Um, let's move on. A&M, I mean, they kind of slipwalked, uh, and their Haynes King hit through three interceptions against Kent State, Nick Saban's alma mater, by the way. Um, so uh, that's interesting. Um, I, I, I don't read a ton into that. Auburn versus uh, Akron. I, Jimmy, I'm going to be honest. I, you know, I'm noted Auburn hater Luke Robinson for any Auburn fan listening. Y'all know that. I try to be as fair as I can be generally. I can't be fair by nature because I'm an Alabama fan. I totally admit that. I am shocked at the at the happiness, downright giddiness coming from the Auburn fan base about this win. Akron is literally uh, number 128 or 127 in terms of teams out of 130. They're, they're awful. They're right. not awful. They have no business playing D1 football. And Auburn beat them yeah. the way they should. And I get the giddiness in the sense that, hey, Gus Malzahn didn't do this all the time. Although I take exception to that. I remember Gus Malzahn beating Arkansas 55 to three or whatever the hell it was. I mean, he beat, he beat SEC teams like that sometimes. Um, but it, my point is this, that I'm hearing, you know, boy, Jarquez Hunter, what a st- the steal of the recruiting class. Uh, Bo Nix, 20 of 22, unbelievable. All that's true. And yes, he did check down. Those are positive things. But let's all take a break here. I mean, literally Akron is one of the worst teams in the country, if not the worst. And the team they're playing next is probably the second worst. So um, (laughs) until they play Penn State. So, boy, I I am shocked at the amount of of happiness coming from the Plains right now. I guess I shouldn't be. um, Not not trying to take a shot at them or anything. I'm just saying I shouldn't be because, you know, everybody, when you win your first game, you're like, oh, hell yeah, here we come. Everybody's underselling us and blah, blah, blah. But – but boy, I mean, um, man, they must have really hated Gus Malzahn because he had some pretty good <laughs> moments, and they're treating this Brian Harson win over Akron like the uh, 2013 kick six in a way. <laughs> well, three things to say really quickly. Uh, number one, uh, leave it to Auburn to be good when no one expects it. I mean, that that's typical Auburn. Uh, that's the Auburn I've seen my whole life is – they look like they're not going to be good or even non-competitive and don't have any dudes, and then they have a really good year. Uh, we've seen that movie before. Uh, but I'll leave that aside to say if Auburn is bad and, you know, and they're not good and, and they, they finish 6-6 six and six or 5-7, and seven, uh, an Auburn team that, that finishes 5-7 and seven is still an Auburn team that could beat Akron 60-10. to 10. Exactly. I mean, I'm telling you, a five or seven, six and six Auburn team can beat Akron 60 to 10. So they're reading way too much into that. Now, that said, and I said this about UCLA beating Hawaii like they did, and I know Hawaii's not very good, although they're better than Akron probably. Uh, 
I said this about UCLA beating Hawaii, the same thing, which is this. Um, you know, if you're saying their win over Hawaii doesn't mean anything, just keep in mind, if UCLA is good, they would look exactly like they did against Hawaii. I mean, if UCLA is good, that's what it would look like against Hawaii. And, and, and now UCLA proved they are good. They are good. Uh, Auburn, if they are good, uh, beats Akron 60-10. to 10, And they did. So maybe they are. Maybe they are. Uh, I, I, I won't believe it until I see them not necessarily beat Penn State, because I think that's a tall order for Auburn or for any SEC team that's not Alabama or Georgia, uh, beating Penn State on the road. Um, but if they're very competitive and push Penn State, I'll be impressed. Then I'll, then I'll start to be impressed. What, what they did this past weekend doesn't impress me. What they do against Alabama State won't impress me. The Penn State game is the barometer. And, uh, again, they don't have to beat them to impress me. I think a close game, something like uh, 24-17, and I'll be like, wow, Auburn's better than I thought. Okay, I, and I'm right there with you. I am right there with you. And, again, it's, part of me is like, look, you're, you're being too hard on them. I mean, everybody's happy after that first win. Doesn't make a shit who you play. And that, that's kind of true. Um, but the other side of me, I mean, if you, if you check out an Auburn message board, if you check out Auburn Twitter, I, there are some folks saying this is the best I've seen Auburn look in a decade. Are they, and I'm like, you're out of your mind. Those are I mean, Gus haters. Those are Gus haters. That's a, that, that, that's saying they're, they're ripping Gus when they say stuff like that. They're forgetting how good they were at times under Gus. Really who good. Beat Boise, who beat Boise, by the way. Yeah. The other night, you know. But, uh, uh, no, I, I, you know, here's the thing. Alabama looked so good against Miami, you can say, wow, Alabama might win the national championship again. Auburn looked good against Akron, and I think right now the most you can say is, wow, Auburn might win eight games. That's true. Um, all right, buddy, let's call it a day. We will be back tomorrow and start Mercer Hate Week. You're going to oh, get God, yours this Mercer. weekend, Bears. I hate Mercer so much. <laughs> You're the passion. Um, all right, buddy. Roll time. Roll time.